0: to the other party at vibe. Vibe. Well, you know we getting, come, alive. come alive. and you know we got we we to the fans yeah.
1: it's the time, yeah. hey it's Chris and welcome to the after party this is obviously a big week Apple released a bunch of new stuff there was an event in case you've been sleeping under a rock and in this episode I think I'm just gonna dig into it and I'm gonna let you know about what I think about each of the things that Apple talked about services products all that stuff Of course, I have put some videos up on the channel related to this. There's already a video up on the new Apple Watch Faces. Go check that out. I talk about which ones I like and which ones I'm going to keep and which ones I don't really care for. Um, That may be useful to you. Uh, in terms of helping select which ones you might want or whether or not you even wanna get an Apple Watch because there was a lot of new Apple Watch faces added this time. I think it was the most that they put into an update. So maybe that'll help swing or not your buying decision. So go check that out. Also, I uploaded a video today on whether or not you should get a new iPad Air 4 versus the 2020 iPad Pro. Kind of go through the pros and cons, but also try to hit it from a different angle um, or perspective in terms of use cases because a lot of people are like, there's no reason to buy an ipad pro so i threw in a few reasons why you might want to get an ipad pro still right now in its current form or you know, talk about what's the future hold. Um, maybe are there any reasons why you might want to wait and hold off? So, anyways, those two videos are already up. Of course, I already did an event reaction and kind of generally talked about five things I was excited about and a few things you might have missed. So, there's a lot of coverage up on the channel already that you can go check out. But what I want to do in this particular episode is just go through one by one all the services, all the new hardware and accessories, and just kind of give you my you know gut reaction right now and so i think really i'm going to skip all the daily tech and chris stuff uh because this is going to be a busy uh episode to just go through all this stuff anyways so let's just get right into the good stuff i want to start out by talking about apple one this is the apple services bundle that we've been kind of hearing rumors about and expecting for a while a long time ago people referred to it as apple prime i remember you guys remember that but it's here now and it's officially named Apple one. And basically this is a way that you can save some money by subscribing to all of Apple's services. It's not really all a cart. You can't just pick, you know, exactly the services that you want. Apple has bundled them, but there are a couple different bundles and there's some family bundles. And so at the end of the day, you can save some money, but also at the end of the day, you can't just only subscribe to what you want in a bundle. So, well, you can. You can do it individually. It's a la carte in that way, but not. you can't build your own bundle, let's say that. So this is coming this fall. It's not quite available just yet, but the things included are Apple Music, Apple TV+, Plus, Apple Arcade, iCloud, the original Apple service, I think, right? Apple News Plus, and then the new thing, Apple Fitness Plus, which we're gonna talk more about in just a second. So there's three tiers, just to catch you up. You got an individual tier, it's $14.95 a month, so basically you can save $6 a month if you wanna get Apple Music, Apple TV Plus, Apple Arcade, and iCloud. And the iCloud storage, the tier that you're gonna get here is 50 gigs. For me, that's not enough. So out of those things, I mean, I, I do already subscribe to Apple Music. I'm on the free trial of Apple TV Plus. As it is right now, I don't know if I would just pay for it on purpose heading into another year once that trial's up. Apple Arcade, I've subscribed a few times and quit a few times. It's okay, you know, I just find myself not having enough time for the particular games that they offer. So, interesting, but the next tier up, you get the family tier. It's $19.95 a month, so you can save $8 a month if you go with this, and it's for the same services, except it also bumps up your iCloud storage to 200 gigs per month. And you can share that with up to five people, but you can bump up even further if you really want to, I guess, completely max out. You get the Premiere level. That's going to be $29.95 a month, $30 a month, which is supposedly going to save you $25 a month. So it's almost like a buy one, get one, you know, pricing. <laughs> it costs about $30. So you save about $30. And you can share this with up to five people. You get music, TV+, Plus, arcade, iCloud, two terabytes of storage. I take that back. I think I'm on the two terabytes already. So that's the one I would absolutely have to go with. Uh, and then news plus is added to the premier level and fitness plus is added to the premier level and fitness plus that's coming in late 2020. So that's not quite here yet either. It's interesting to me that they chose to make Apple news plus such a premium thing. Like you can't even get it bundled with the individual or family plans. You have to go with premier because it's been struggling so much from the sound of it. You know, you would think that they would want to get that in front of more people, or as many people as possible, So I'm kind of at a loss for why they did that. I'm sure they have a reason why it's only in the Premiere bundle. But So for me, uh, you know, music, what is that alone? $10 a month, iCloud for two terabytes. I'm not sure what that costs per month. News Plus, I subscribe to that currently, mostly for the Wall Street Journal. I just hate that they include ads in there still. I'll gripe about that forever because I'm paying and I still see the ads and I hate that. And with Apple's focus on privacy stuff, you know, the ads aren't even that targeted uh, you know, there, it's not like Instagram ads. You show me an Instagram ad, I'm probably going to like it. The Instagram ads are pretty unreal in terms of how well those are targeted. But I just hate the ad experience in News Plus. I'm paying. I, get those ads out of there, you know? And then Fitness Plus, that's something I, I don't know. I'll, I'm, I'm interested in. I'm going to check it out at least. So that's a lot of content. Whatever you get here, that's a lot of content uh, to really power up your devices. And it's interesting because what sells iPhones. It's not so much, well, it's content on the one hand, but a lot of times that means apps for, for a lot of years that's meant apps and the content within those, but there's a special kind of app that really, you can see most of this stuff is entertainment related, at least music, right? That qualifies mostly as entertainment TV plus that's basically mostly entertainment. I know there's some documentaries in there too, but arcade that's pure entertainment. Now iCloud. that's utilitarian. That's something that you just need. News Plus, I guess that one's not quite uh, entertainment, but it could be, but it's also informational. And then Fitness Plus, that's obviously health-related. Fitness. So it's an interesting mix of stuff, but Apple's really approaching, you know, just, uh, they just want to throw everything at you, like, we got your device, we got some apps, but we also have these services, and so, you know... It's a big flex by Apple to be able to say, look, here, you can get all this stuff that you can't get on Android or Windows or anywhere else, you know, for cheaper here. It's just another reason to own these Apple devices. I guess, you know, with the exception of Apple Music, and you know, you can download that on Android, but you you get the gist. Now, here's an interesting thing. If there's any services that you haven't tried, you can actually get one month for free to try those out. Now, you might be thinking, well, what if I get a plan and I the one thing that I need to tweak is you know, iCloud storage, what if I need more? Well, you can actually go in and purchase additional iCloud storage separately to kind of supplement what you have going on. So that is an option, and that's nice. And I actually heard or read somewhere that if you had two different accounts registered, if you're using two different Apple accounts for your different services somehow, um, this will be able to play nicely or integrate, you know, and fix that issue uh, as well. So it seems pretty well-rounded. I find myself less excited about this than I thought I maybe would be uh, You know, now that it's hit. And I think the main disappointments for me are Apple Arcade right now and Apple TV+. Greyhound was great, we talked about that, but it's a one-off movie, you know, and I just haven't gotten into any of the other content that's been on Apple TV+, so far. I know there's stuff out there that other people are starting to get into, but I just haven't found anything yet that I'm really excited about that's worth my precious you know, free time. And same with Apple Arcade. There's been a few things that have been like, yeah, it's interesting. I just haven't been able to. It just hasn't reeled me in. Apple Music, I do like. iCloud, I do use. Apple News Plus, I'm in there less these days than I used to be. I've actually kind of reverted to to getting back into RSS feeds a little bit. But that was mostly because of Apple hype. Which, by the way, just a quick note. I've I've been I've been a little bit lax with Apple hype this week and last week things have just been kind of crazy you can imagine creating all this content for the apple event but but life's been crazy anyways uh just with the move you guys are probably sick of hearing that the move the move the move a couple more weeks and then the moves over and the new studio space is ready and it's gonna be awesome but i gotta get that back up and going and then apple fitness plus let's talk about that because i am interested in it now you guys know i've been considering peloton Peloton bike. I've been considering well, I think I'm pretty well talked into it at this point, especially because they went ahead and added that Apple Watch integration. I've just heard so many good things about it. Uh, you know, I was gonna get the regular, you know, regular Peloton bike anyways. That's the one I was looking at. And then they came out this one with the Apple Watch and a better screen, and it's like, okay, forget about it. Like, that's the thing. I do want to get that, and I'll let you know. We grabbed some other uh, fitness stuff for the house. I think we got, what did we get? It wasn't a stair stepper. Oh, we got an elliptical and we got a treadmill. It's not a smart treadmill, really. I think it has iFit built in. I don't know if I'm going to use that or not. You know, I've, I know somebody who has the iFit going on their treadmill and they really like it. And they're like, yeah, I walk and we go through the pyramids. I'm on like a pyramid tour right now through Egypt. And, you know, that's cool. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you get like a free year trial. I'm sure I'll test it out. And Probably this will leak out into the podcast or on the channel or something. At some point, what I think about all these. But I do want the Peloton. I'm thinking in the mornings, the Peloton is going to be kind of my morning exercise. And I've kind of been in this weird in-between phase uh, where staying at somebody's house until the our house is built and ready to move into, where I just I haven't been in my normal routines for a long time. We're talking about eating, entertainment, working, and obviously, you know, health stuff, fitness stuff. So I'm really looking forward to getting a groove going with fitness stuff. So the Peloton, I think once that finally comes in, I'm sure the, what, it's probably all sold out by now, you know, (laughs) but by the time it comes, that's going to be like the morning thing and I'll get a good ride in. People say you get the endorphins going, feels good. And it's something that you want to do and, and be connected with and, and come back to. So that's a big draw for me is the fact that other people are saying it's something that you want to do. Because oftentimes exercise is not something that you want to do. So anyways, I want to get into that routine and that sounds good. Good for the morning. And then at night, uh, it'd be cool to spend some time hanging out with the wife, uh, you know, do some co-exercise together on the other machines, maybe watch something, throw something on the TV for half an hour and get some extra exercise and entertainment in at the same time. That's kind of the plan, the goal. That said... Where does Apple Fitness Plus potentially fit in for me? Does it? Well, sure. In some instances, it may or may not. I mean, it's the class-based thing. So it's kind of like the Peloton model, but for everyone. It doesn't matter if you have a certain kind of exercise bike or treadmill or no equipment at all, or you just want to do weights, or are you going to do some yoga or something. Like Apple Fitness Plus is designed for everybody, and they had to do it that way but I think it makes sense. And I think that's a good thing. You should have this, what looks like high quality stuff available to everybody with an Apple product. I think that's a really good thing not to lock in. I'm glad there's not like an Apple bike or something or Apple treadmill, although hmm, that would probably be awesome, but I think that would lock a lot of people out. So it's cool that it just works across the board basically. Well, actually, I should take it back. It's not that, you know, instead of an Apple bike or an Apple treadmill, there's the Apple watch. That's what it's really built around. And that's what's actually pretty neat because you can come in with the new Apple watch SE, which we're going to talk about and get to work. And that's all that you basically need. And that's pretty cool. I think the thing that appeals most to me right now about Apple fitness plus would probably be the the strength training opportunities or programs because I've got all my other bases covered. The cardio is well covered. And so what am I missing? Well, probably mostly that's, that's the other thing that I kind of want to add is add back in the strength stuff, really let that slip. But I got my smart weights. Um, Those are the Bowflex smart weights. I covered those on the channel a long time ago. Is that review still up? I'm not sure. You can check, but I'd like to, I don't know. The Peloton offers strength training too, but they have these little tiny dumbbells. I don't really know. I think those are just for like while you're riding. I'm not really sure if that is. You know, separately, if you turn the screen on the Peloton Plus, which is one of the features. And you get your mat out and you're going to do whatever, you know, supplementary exercises. I'm not sure if strength training proper is really one of its features or not. So that is something that appeals to me about Apple Fitness Plus. On the other hand, I see the videos where people are dancing and shaking all around. is like jazzercise. I don't really see myself doing that kind of thing. <laughs> Someone's really going to love that, but it's not for me. But I think this is a really sleek service. I'm actually, I think, almost more excited about Apple Fitness Plus than I am Apple TV Plus. To be honest, I like it so far. I mean, that's what I can say without trying it. I like the idea of it, especially you use it on the Apple TV and you're seeing your stats uh, from your Apple Watch right up there live. You can see the rings closing. Uh, That's just really cool. And of course, the Apple Music integration, you find a good song or something, it's real easy to add that to your playlist, add it to your library. So it's really well thought out. Is my initial take oh yeah and i mean they also do they have like a rowing exercise too I, i'm kind of interested in that too i think i told you guys a long time ago i was looking at those too the hydro machine looked kind of interesting but of course you could just get a, a much cheaper rower and then you know like a basic one without all the smart content not the peloton of rowers and just use you know the apple fitness plus that's pretty cool i'm actually pretty excited to get in here and check it out plus They got a nice little looking studio in there. I mean, that's a space I could move in and put a desk and that'll look good for tech stuff. And I got to be honest, I'm looking at the instructors. I have no idea who these people are. Uh, I assume they're (laughs) well-respected in their fields. Ooh, you know, before we get on to the next uh, actual product, we're going to get into the products now instead of the services. I just have to say, one of the new things that came out with iOS 14 that I'm just trying for the first time here yesterday and today is spatially aware AirPods Pros. Wow, that is cool. And the automatic switching too. There's better switching, so you don't have to manually say, I'm on my iPad now, switch my AirPods, or uh, over, or I'm on the Mac now, so you know, go and connect through the Bluetooth menu, and it's a pain. You don't have to do that anymore. Uh, with this new update, batch of updates, I should say, it's the automatic switching, that is just really cool, really sleek. Something that, it's like, oh man, that should have been there from the beginning, once you've tried it. But the spatially aware, the, the 3D spatial audio, like surround sound, yeah, that is something else. Like, like, If you have your iPad in front of you and you've got your AirPods and you turn your head, then it's going to sound differently, the sound, than if you weren't using it, you know. Really, it does a really good job of creating this faux 3D effect digitally, and I really like it. If there was a reason to buy AirPods Pro over a different competitor right now, I mean, the spatially aware 3D audio, that would be it. So yeah, if you haven't tried it yet, go and try that out. And if you don't have AirPods Pro yet and you're thinking about it, this really honestly could be the thing that tips you over the edge and makes you hit that buy button. I said it in in one of the videos with like this is like Christmas this time of year for Apple users because there's all this free stuff that you get via software updates that you didn't know was coming. It's a surprise, a lot of it, and it's just fun. Or even if you kind of like read about it a month and a half ago or something, you forget, but then when you actually experience it, it's like wow. And it's just one of the best parts about being an Apple user. All right, but let's talk about the Apple Watches. So the Apple Watch Series 6 came out. It's got some new colors. Uh, When I was ordering, the the red said it just wasn't available. So when I was trying to pick out a review unit slash the thing I'm gonna be wearing on my wrist for a whole year, that was not an option. The blue, I was looking at that. And by the time I got around to ordering, because I went and just made my first reaction video right away instead of sitting down to order. And by the time I got to it, the blue shipping dates had slipped so far, it was like it wouldn't even be worth reviewing by the time I got it and had time to test it. So I went looking for whatever was going to be. You know, the fastest shipping model, basically. And I had to settle on a Nike that looks very similar to Apple Watches of the past, but that has all the new uh, sensors, sensor or sensors, I'll have to look here, but you know, all the new features, minus the colors, I guess. And to be honest, if I was just picking one I was having this debate with my wife the other day, I was like, you know, I'm kind of caught in a weird place here because, and, and this is one of the instances where it's hard to be a tech reviewer. I know it's like super ultra first world problem, but Like, if I had just my preference, I would go and order maybe the gold or titanium Apple Watch because that's the look that I like the best. But at the same time, that's not something that I just want to replace in a year you know, when it comes time to do the review of the next model. And so it doesn't really make sense to spend that eight hundred bucks or thousand bucks or whatever for the actual model that I really want if I'm no I'm just gonna use it for like a year, you know, and can't really enjoy it. Cause normally I would just buy it and maybe plan on hanging on to it for several years before upgrading. Unless there was some crazy new feature every year. But there's really not. So I don't often get to experience these things like a normal person would and yeah it's like well pff, what a crybaby right but still uh so the watch that i'm getting um I, unfortunately it's the one that i'm getting for the review that i had to get for the review but it's not necessarily the one that i would have loved and then after i ordered it, it turns out i may be getting some review units anyways i don't know we'll see um uh, but that'll be good cuz i didn't order an SE so if i get a, a, an SE to review that would just be you know icing on the cake for me and for the channel and for you guys But in terms of the colors, though, I I mean, I do like the new red. I do like the new blue. But neither one is one that I would actually personally just order to just have. Because for me, I want something that's more versatile, that is going to just go with whatever. You know, that's the same, same theory behind the shoes that I got. I was talking about the shoes, the new Nikes that I got a couple episodes ago. I was like, I got some with some white and some blue and some red, and they really could match like anything where, you know, a black shirt, they're going to match white shirt going to match. So the red, I feel like it kind of limits you unless you just don't care or the blue, the blue is a little bit more subtle. And I feel like they're just kind of novelty things, you know, for right now. And everyone's going to feel differently. You just might really love them. Just ignore everything I'm saying. But for me, I would rather have, uh, yeah, something like the gold or that titanium, uh, the black, I've had a couple of blacks and just getting a little bit old. I really miss the white ceramic. That white was so good. And that would have gone good with my white out iPad Pro setup, which I posted. Was that last week already? I don't even remember. Things are so crazy. I got a Bridge Stone Pro Thunderbolt 3 Multiport Hub, which is brand new, sitting here on my desk, staring at me, waiting to get unboxed. Uh, there's just so much cool stuff coming out. There's all these new cameras coming out. There's so much stuff I can't even keep up with it. But the big thing here is the new blood oxygen level measurement that you can get. So Apple saying blood oxygen, key indicator of your overall health, can help you understand how your body's absorbing oxygen. And apparently it's a big deal to be able to get that on your wrist. I know the Fitbit can do that too, but is it only when you're sleeping? And I've seen some readings and they're a little bit different. There's some discrepancies um, by like 2 or 3% when people have tried them both. So I wonder which one's more accurate. I don't really know. So it's actually pretty cool because uh, what it does is you get these green, red, and infrared LEDs that shine into the blood vessels on your wrist, or onto, I guess, into, onto, whatever. And then the photodiodes measure the amount of light that's reflected back. So then what you get is these algorithms that calculate the color of your blood, which then indicates the amount of oxygen. That's how it works. If it sounds like I'm really smart and know what I'm talking about, I just read that right off the website. So. Of course, you got the ECG still on the wrist. You got the sleep uh, monitoring, which I made a whole video about and which I haven't been doing lately. I think we talked about that, too, because it's just really a matter of routine. And sometimes I just crash at night. I come in, uh, unload my pockets and kind of as I'm getting ready for bed, just the phone and the watch go on the charger and I forget about it and I forget to put it back on it doesn't bother me at all to wear it while I'm sleeping but I have been a fan of the sleep tracking approach so far I know a lot of people are disappointed like it doesn't give you enough information but for me I like the approach of Apple's you know it's just more about the motivation uh, and the overall length the quality of your sleep rather than did you you know how many REM cycles etc. So I'm a fan of that fitness, uh, you know, it's going to crush the fitness aspects, just like all Apple watches. And I'm definitely ready for that. But one of the new things, though, is elevation. So now you can get more precise metrics. Basically, the altimeter is better because you you can track your elevation changes in real time now. So if you're hiking up a trail, that's going to be cool. If you're shooting down the ski slope on a snowboard, I'm a snowboarder, not a skier, then that's cool. Uh, I guess if you're up in a helicopter, you know, you're a scientist and you're checking out the volcano on Hawaii or something, shooting around in your helicopter. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty cool. The other new thing is the bands. So we got this solo loop and then a woven, you know, loop. And those are interesting. They're like the sport band, kind of, the the regular solo loop. You've seen it, but there's no clasp or anything. Now, I'm curious. I have got one delivered. It was delivered today, but it's at the uh, P.O. box, so I haven't actually... Popped over to check it out yet because, well, I'm a little less motivated to get that when the Apple Watch isn't attached to it. The Apple Watch is still coming in like a week or two. Man, these other tech reviewers, they got the review units right away or they hit order immediately, (laughs) one or the other. But you know, something I learned from Jonathan Morrison, not that he told me, but I've just been watching. He seems to take his time on stuff, and I don't know if that's out of necessity because he's concentrating on other aspects of his business and life, and he gets around to the view when he's ready to, and it still just does good or whatever. Uh, so I don't know. I'm, I'm less worried this year about like, oh, no, I need to get this up like immediately. But anyways, I printed out the little thing to measure my wrist and make sure that it was working. But basic Apple guy on Twitter was saying he thought he was a an eight wrist size, I think. And he wasn't the band came and it was too big. And I think that's what I measured too. And now I'm kind of worried that it's not going to fit right, which is too bad. It's 50 bucks. You know, the one I got, the woven one's a hundred bucks. And it's kind of tricky because in the pandemic with the stores being all closed and weird, you know, I think a lot of people are not going to get their order dialed in exactly right. Maybe the first time I'm kind of thinking maybe I'm going to have to send my back. I don't know. I should have got the woven. I was thinking about it. There's a new leather one too that I was thinking about. Maybe I'll just make a case video, you know. It used to be that the Apple Watch videos were some of the most popular on the channel when it was newer, I guess. And now it's just the iPad content is what really pops and takes off the most. People are just so interested in the iPad right now. So I don't know if people would enjoy a band's video for me, but the woven one looks pretty cool too. And now I'm kind of regretting not getting it. So maybe if this one doesn't fit, maybe I'll send it back and get the woven anyways. I don't know. But now the ship times are... (laughs) awful on that one as well but uh yeah i mean there's some new watch faces to go along with your new apple watches i'm not going to talk about those cuz i just made a whole video on it so you can check those out if you want to one thing i'm really excited about though for the series 6 is the better always on display so it shouldn't cut into the battery life hopefully and speaking of battery life i may turn off the washing hands reminder because honestly i don't feel like i really need it and Maybe I'll just save the battery a little bit that way, but a better always on display, you know, I'm looking at mine at the side of my eye, my series five and you know, it definitely could be a lot brighter and easier to read if you're just glancing. And so I'm excited to see how that compares and hopefully I can get a good angle when I'm doing the review that shows how much brighter it is just at a glance. But then it's good in the car, you know, when you're driving and you're just looking, you don't want to have to hold it up. Or even right now, my hand's just resting on the desk and I can glance over and see it without having to wake it up. Uh, and so it'd be nice. I- I'm just looking forward to that. I think that's going to be a nice touch. There's a new family plan too. Uh, yeah, I forget what they call it exactly, but where you can, sh- you know, set up uh, an Apple watch, basically even an LTE model for your kids, basically, or for, you know, grandparents or somebody elderly and manage it for them off of your iPhone. But then you can still keep connected and stay in touch. I really like that. I mean, you know, for kids, that is, I think, better than just handing them an iPhone. You know, they can still be connected with their friends, text or whatever, but you have more control over it. You can get a ping if they're not where they're supposed to be. But but the first thought I had was, well, some kid's just going to, you know, I don't know. Well, I don't know. I don't know how it works. Maybe it has to be on your wrist. I was going to say they're going to stick it in a friend's backpack, you know, and and it's going to show that they're in the right place when they're off doing something else, but maybe not. Maybe there's a way to, that it has to be authenticated. Uh, I don't know. But it can help you keep track of your kids. Uh, or, you know, like if somebody had Alzheimer's, maybe that'd be a good way to keep them kind of uh, aware of their lo- be aware of their location if they were to wander off. So anyways, I- I'm a big fan of the family sharing aspect for the Apple Watches. And that's gonna pair really nicely with the Apple Watch SE for the price. So let's talk about the SE. Um, you know, a lot of people are saying, no, just skip the SE and just get a- an older series three or something. I would have a hard time doing that. I would rather have the SE probably. It's your basic core experience just like the iPhone SE but without all the bells and whistles. A lot of people are looking for exactly that. It's nice that an SE model exists because when you see the flagship stuff this year, then you know for that for the series 6, well in a couple of years that's going to be in the SE. So if you're excited about the flagship features but don't want to pay for it this year, then you can just be excited, you know, but for your future self. You know, you still have Apple Pay, you still have fall detection, you can still make phone calls, You still get all the bands. It's a good deal, I think. And I'm guessing the same kind of person that buys the iPhone SE is probably going to be kind of in the market for this one, too. Okay, the iPad Air. Um, You know, I probably shouldn't spend too much time on this because, again, if you want a deeper, better, more informative dive, then you could just go check out the video that I published today, which, by the way, I know sometimes I give you guys these metrics on the podcast, but it was one out of the last 10 in terms of its ranking, in terms of how well it's doing so far. So people are really into it. I'm glad that they're liking it. It's just, like, I'll say it again, it's crazy how much attention the iPad gets. Well, let's just say, I'm real glad that it got the new design. It looks so much better. Apple calls it an all-screen design. It doesn't seem like an all-screen design, but of course, you still have some bezels to at least hold on to something so you're not accidentally tapping the screen, and, you know, that counts for something, but I would love to see an actual design that's bezel-free, uh, and maybe that's coming with the Next Pro. The Next Pro is going to have to really step it up, Uh, obviously rehashing a little bit from today's video to really set itself apart. But this has a lot of stuff that people would be looking for in a pro capable device for 200 bucks less as a starting price. the, The storage, though, is pretty outrageous. 64 gigs to start with really not enough for a lot of people out there. So the upgrade to the next tier 256 is pretty expensive. And by that point, you're kind of looking at an iPad pro anyways, you know, but the touch ID has arrived in the button up at the top. They call it a top button. It's not really a power button, I guess, even though that is how you power it on. That's just not what it's called. Right. And that's interesting. I I kind of thought Apple wouldn't do that, but you know, it was rumored, rumored, rumored and here it is and it exists. And so now it's like, okay, what does that mean for the future for all Apple devices? I really don't know. But it's fine. I'm sure I won't love or hate it, you know, any more or less than Face ID on the iPad. But I could be wrong. You'll have to catch my review. I like Face ID, though. Uh, The chip, the processor, it's newer than what you get in the Pro 2. And so that's pretty amazing. Uh, Hit this before it hit iPhones, which is just due to the pandemic and and supply chains and scheduling. But it's a real nice processor. So if you want this to stay newer longer, that is just great. Feel newer longer, I should say. Works with the, the good Apple Pencil, the V2 works with the magic keyboard now is crazy uh two other reasons why you don't have to get an ipad pro now so wow i mean i mean wow and then i have to say when you put that magic keyboard on obviously you're going to block a lot of the color on the back because you can get these great new colors but having that pop of color on the edge on the side i think that's that's going to count for a lot i'm gonna have to do a new setup that shows off one of the colors or something kind of like i did with the white out i was going to do black next like matte black or just, you know, whatever. But then these came out and I was like, oh man, maybe I should do blue, a blue setup or something. But yeah, that looks good. I'm looking at the picture of the Magic Keyboard with the iPad Air 4 and that pop of color around the side. I really like it. And then there's the colors, yeah. You got your silver, you got your space gray, you got your rose gold, and then you got green and blue. I think for me, you know, I would have to go with one of the colors if I was getting one of these because I have some other space gray stuff, unless you wanted it to match. I've always found the space gray, you know, these business sophisticated colors that Apple's really leaning towards, especially for pro stuff. They, they're getting a little bit boring for me. Really miss the all-white, though, uh, although I don't miss the plasticky feel of the old laptops. But that look, though, you know, what you have with the AirPods, still, I really like that. I wish it could make a comeback in metal form or the ceramic if they could find a way to make that cheaper. But for me, I'd probably go with the green or the blue. And I'm having a hard time deciding which. Uh maybe the green. The blue it's hard to tell online. You know, it's almost too light for my liking. But the green is sort of Kermity, the frog. So I don't know. But I like both of them. Probably if I was buying one better than just regular old grey or silver. It only comes in 11 inches. I like that size. And I also like 12.9. I'll say it again. I say this anytime I talk about it. Whichever one I am using at the time, I feel like I kind of want the other one. When I'm on the 12.9, I'm like, man, it's massive. It's huge. I kind of, well, what would it be like to have the 11? But when I'm on the 11, then I miss the extra screen real estate, especially when I'm using Sidecar and using it as a complement, another display for my MacBook. But the 11 inches is perfect for the people that are shopping for the air, especially for like students. I should take this opportunity too and just say, I'm loving scribble with the Apple Pencil on the iPad now. So, man, if you're thinking about getting. Uh, a new iPad, this is the perfect time to grab a pencil if you haven't already, because wow, that is so fun. Specifically, really in Apple Notes, loving it there. I love how you can just write stuff into the calendar and even text messages and whatever too, that's cool. Like just from a technology standpoint, it's like neat that you could do that. But I really like how much better Apple Notes has gotten for me, in particular, by being able to convert my handwriting to text because there's a special pen tool or pencil tool with an A on it, uh, right next to the old pen tool, that when you just write your handwriting out, it types, and that's awesome. But then you mix that together with all the other tools, and you just, it finally feels like a really complete set of tools there. And then on top of that, we finally got perfect shapes in Apple Notes, which I love that. I love that about Procreate, for instance. Now, this works a little different than Procreate. You still draw a circle, and it's not quite perfect, and then you pause, and you hold it there for like a second, and then it converts into perfect on Procreate you can then you know stretch that out and move it around to get it how you want and the size you want. In Apple Notes right now you just are stuck with whatever size you paused at if that makes sense. But still, it's a great feature. I'm really glad that's there. It's going to make sketching and just like general note taking a lot better. And you know, I'm you know, the speakers on the iPad Pro are just really good, really good. Not quite as good as a MacBook Pro, a 16-inch MacBook Pro anyways. Those are insane. Every time I listen to those, I'm like, "Wow." Sounds like a HomePod almost. Uh, Not quite, but wow. But I'm glad to see that there's wide stereo sound on the iPad Air. I'm sure it's going to be great. I do plan on getting one, by the way, uh, sometime here soon. Not sure exactly when they're available, but hopefully I'll order this sooner than I ordered the Apple Watch stuff. And yeah, just a funny little note. You know, you can use AR, augmented reality, to see what it looks like on your desk or whatever. Well, that's where the thumbnail... For today's video came from because I don't have the iPad Air in my hands yet. But what I did was I went down to the studio, put the 12.9 inch iPad down on the table, opened it up to a certain position, and then I stuck the AR version of the iPad Air onto the table on the desk and kind of positioned it to look opposite and then snapped some pictures. And it turned out really good. I mean, if you look closely, you could probably tell which one's real and fake. But still, I think to the casual, casual average, you know, viewer, they're just gonna be like, "Wow, how did he get that so fast?" Well, I just have it the same way you have it through augmented reality. Uh, yeah. So there's a new, just regular iPad 2, and not iPad two, iPad T O O is what I'm saying. It's got the A12 Bionic now, so it's playing catch up. But it starts from 329. These continue to be very capable devices. You know, if this is what you're setting out to use and you're starting with this, you shouldn't feel bad, like you're behind. This is a, an amazing device. I could do so much with this if I if this was my one machine. And I still use a regular iPad around the studio. In fact, I'm thinking about getting some more. I use a couple of different ones, like a Mishmash right now for monitors for my cameras. I got a, and a monitor for your camera. You, so you can buy a, like a $500 monitor or external recorder or combination. And hook it up to your camera. So I got some Sony cameras right now. I could, you know, get a certain rig, uh, like a cage, and hook up a a purpose-built photography, videography monitor for my cameras. Or I can use an app. So Sony has one. I used to use Panasonic. They had one, too. They're both terrible apps, unless you're doing, if you're doing anything other than monitoring. But for monitoring, just framing stuff up and hitting record, they're fine. But I got an iPad mini for that. I got a regular iPad for that and all my stuff's packed up. So I don't know where my other iPad, uh, regular iPad is too, but yeah, I mean, for what I'm using them for, just as a monitor, it's actually cheaper than getting a full blown monitor. And I like the wireless aspect of it. And I've got that little power brick on my desk. I don't know if you guys remember that Ergonifis sponsored video that I made, but I got that little power strip over on the top right corner of my desk so I can just plug in my iPads and charge them right there and have them as monitors and then I can see my overhead view what it looks like from the camera behind me the camera in front of me and any other camera that I set up so so really I think whether you're just starting out or whether this is like an extra purpose built you know dedicated thing for you this still can be a just a great machine There's a place for it, for sure. So anyways, I think that's a pretty good rundown of of everything that was announced and what I kind of think about it initially. And I'm looking forward to checking it all out. I got some other stuff too that I'm looking forward to. Like I said, I got some boxes laying around, need to get unboxed and got some more setups coming, more app videos always uh, on the way as I find those. And uh, of course, one of these days, we're gonna have to do like a studio tour and a space tour and a new desk tour. And I'm looking forward to all that stuff too. And, you know, one last thing. I, I, sh- I guess normally in a normal episode, I would put daily tech stuff up front. I'll just mention one thing in the back. I've been slowly upgrading all my equipment. Uh, a while back, got some new cameras. You guys knew know about that. Uh, a while back, got some new microphone stuff for at least for the podcast. Uh, and so hopefully that's sounding good. But one thing that I've been needing to improve for a while with my setup is the lighting. And I mean... <laughs> I still have some old ring lights that I'm using. I'm talking about like fifty dollar ring lights from when the channel was very young and was just getting started. That's just unacceptable at this point. They look bad. They're harsh. Uh, they just are very. They're not very adjustable or adaptable. So really, I'm I'm looking at placing an order to actually do some some better lighting, some professional lighting. Because if you get some lighting and you, and you can make it soft and less harsh it makes a huge, 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 huge difference in the overall quality and the feel of your of your videos. And it's something I've neglected for too long. So one of these days, you're going to see a change. And you may not know exactly what it is when you're watching a video. But then in the back of your head, you can be like, oh, I bet he changed the lighting. And that will probably be true. So, And then, of course, the A7S three that's coming soon. is backordered. I see people getting them left and right. Philip Bloom got his. And uh, I think did Justine ship? I don't know. Everybody's shipped, except it feels like mine. Mine's still back-ordered. Come on, b But anyways, lots of good stuff coming. Um, I hope you guys have a good week, and thanks for hanging out, and I'll catch you guys in the next episode later
0: welcome to the other party at vibe when well, you know we getting and come alive and you know we got a light so we going shine and we talking to the fans it's the time yeah welcome to the other party at vibe where well, you know we getting and come alive and you know we got a light so we going shine and we talking to the fans it's the time yeah So 12 giving you the heat, Those reviews from Chris you gotta see, Daily Tech got the facts that you need, and it's the whole crew you gotta meet, after party it's the place you gotta be, and you can't really be the cuts for free. trying to give you unbiased critiques, quality you should take it from me, cause we care about the customers, pull up a seat, got a whole team, giving you the best and do it by any means. Brand new Mac, and you know it's looking clean It's the after party, live from the mom Wanna cop something, shouldn't be a doubt about it Looking for great reviews, then you found it Connecting with the fans, hope you get a lot out of it, yo. Welcome to the other party, got that vibe Well, you know we getting lit and come alive And you know we got a light, so we gon' shine And we talking to the fans, it's the time, yeah Welcome to the other party, got that vibe Well, you know we getting lit and come alive you know we got that light, so we gon' shine. shine. And we talking to yeah. the fans. Yeah. It's the time, yeah.